Boys, we've made it into our grand final preview podcast. A few of you playing on the weekend, just you Just Wilbur. one of us playing, actually. How are you feeling? Ah, uh, excited. Very hyped. Not nervous? Not nervous at all, actually. I should be, but hyped. Happy to be here. Highest team playing one as well. It would be an honour. Now, going on to the uh, reactions from the last podcast, how did that one sit with the fans? Not very well, apparently. Yeah, yeah no, a lots few, of critics out a there. A few mixed reviews, actually. It was very mixed. Um, so two specifically that weren't quite uh, enamoured with the content. Uh, Mitch Hardy said that he stepped up and had his first listen. Um, Mitch obviously notorious for being a podcast host himself uh, with the, the rugby rap. Um, and his comment was, sometimes you wonder what I've been missing out on. Fortunately, it wasn't the podcasts. Hard man to please. So I don't know how Would I feel thought about that. thought that kind of negativity stays off the airwaves didn't but. give any consideration to the fact that we were just doing it for the people we did over zoom mm. i know we're doing it for this club this is what we get moving on to the next one yes. we won't give that any more airtime. No. who's next and the other one uh is serial commenter uh mike o'day normally he big friend of the show yes he we've is. asked him to give us this though we've asked for more out of him it's true and he's, and he's, and he's delivered he's lifted but normally he's a bit more positive with his uh, his content that he he says wow five minutes into that podcast and I've never slept better zzz <laughs> Jeez, so he's, he's given us five minutes what have we given him an hour and a half and he's taken five minutes and going oh, nah narcolepsy I'm gonna, I'm gonna <laughs> five minutes in and I'm gonna leave a bad review yeah um, but he definitely listened to the whole thing he must with have. the rest of the feedback he was giving us yeah um, so Dan Cully said it was good content, guys. So you always appreciate that. Oh, so that's heartwarming. Carl Fasolo said Leachy really struggled with his comeback and should have stayed in retirement. Ah, uh, we don't need that's uh, <laughs> jealousy. That's jealousy. Moving on. Anyway, um, I just forgot Carl came on the podcast. Yeah, it was forgettable, wasn't it? Yeah. <laughs> um, and Umesh, um, he wasn't very happy because we used his name for publicity, even though we were just congratulating him on the birth of his daughter. Oh, this was blown out of proportion as well. <laughs> I forgot about that. We made that it was massive. Since um, these comment, this commentary from Mike and Umesh? Oh, yeah, I'm not sure. This is just... It, it was a bit... Mountain out that of was mo- way over the top. Mountain out of the molehill sort of stuff there. We have to hire Mike O'Day as a social director of the podcast <laughs> to keep up to date with what's happening around the club. I think we, we, actually like did, we actually did... The big thing there was that we didn't mention the baby, but I think we actually... Did. Yeah, I we, think we did. I, well, I literally did mention the baby. But so Mike O'Day might have just been snoozing for Except it is <laughs> because without these outbursts on social media, we're not here talking about this. So we yes, love it. That's it's true. true. It the, does give us something to talk about. And the other big supporter of the uh, the pod, Nigel Dennis, has uh, double commented on the the post, um, saying it was content gold, well done, and he loved the story of Raj Kebab King to club captain. Uh, and he also supported the push of uh, the A-grade 12th batter to... Um, he actually wrote a, a paragraph, almost an essay, <laughs> about, oh, how, about how the A-grade 12th batter should be moved up. So You got um, your chance in the last game, didn't you? Yeah, we'll talk about that one later. But, yeah, good from Nash. to see he, he's been supporting it too. It was good. So, yeah, it was mixed. Um, and then you got sent some more private Yeah, um, that's also true. Tips. I did get um, one from CJ. Great um, man, CJ. Yeah, great man, uh, premiership teammate of mine. He said that he doesn't rate the intro song uh, to the podcast, the black and gold. He said, 
that he um, just doesn't like it and that we should put a lot of thought into making a change. Does he... Maybe not um, Sam Sparrow's biggest fan, is he? <laughs> yeah, so he did give us a couple of extra... Um, a couple of... <laughs> he gave us a, a couple of suggestions uh, as to what a new uh, intro song could be. Um, and we, we did... CJ, we did listen to them. Um, and I talked about it with the fellas and we just decided to stick with what's best and what, what made us. So We're traditionalists. We are, so... Um, the first exclusive of the day is that Sam Sparrow Black and Gold is here to stay as the intro song of the podcast. That's right. Constructive criticism. He actually said maybe we need to look into bringing in some Snoop Dogg. Oh, that's a good... Maybe maybe we can do that for one of the segments. Drop it like it's hot. Menu log. (laughs) (laughs) That's one to think about for next year. Um, So we also had our horse racing night. That was a big, big night. That was a success, I'd say. Um, Jaden? It was, and you were there, GD, leading the way, emceeing for about a quarter of the night before uh, someone took over, which we'll uh, talk about later. But, yeah, it was a great turnout. Um, It was back to its good old days, the horse racing. It was probably one of my favourite social events we've had. Um, The main speaking point of the night was Jack Hutchinson. I thought Jack Hutchinson. Best on ground again. He's since the one day final. He's just he's been consistently up. best on ground. It's been fantastic. It's really good to see. And he walked away with one point six k, two hundred. He put behind the bar. Good on him. Yeah. So one point four k, which was awesome. And then he's become a real cult hero around the club now. Oh, he has yeah. up he the has. hutch. Up the hutch. Up the hutch. And then the other big thing was Manice rolling the dice. The dice king. It's a main feature of the night. Everyone calling him up to the stage, chanting him, roof, roof, roof. And, I hadn't actually know. seen the roof ball before. And I liked it. You liked oh, it. Who was it? Really he good. Targeting one person. Yeah. Um, I remember Danny, uh, Shrek's missus. That's right. He absolutely pelted those dice at her multiple so, times. I don't, know, I don't know what's going on between I those two. It was a but... settle or something. Yeah, she was ducking for cover before it had even <laughs> left his hand by the end. <laughs> and he also mixed it up that he didn't even just do roof balls. He bounced it off the walls and yeah. knocked people's drinks over. He's and obviously and done a lot of training since the last year. He's... I can't believe they were allowed, but that last one wasn't. Added a few different throws into his game. <laughs> Excited to see what he can bring next year. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Yeah, and um, Clues um, stepped up as the guest MC for the end of the night, and um, yeah, Clues was a bit uh, for a damper on the night. I think <laughs> <laughs> sort of wound things back a touch. He was but... a bit on edge for the uh, <laughs> yeah, he was a bit on edge for the night, and um, he did find his way into the ladies' tent and crack a bottle of red wine. So we've finally seen red wine Clues at the career club, and safe to say the red wine's going to stay. Behind closed doors, <laughs> behind closed doors, locked. Yeah, <laughs> but more on that later. For sure. Now we got the wind up coming up. Yes, can you plug I that can for us, Miles? Officially reveal that um, the club wind up will be on the tenth of April. Uh, we put it to a vote, the committee and the uh, the people have spoken. Uh, so yeah, tenth of April um, should be a really good night. Make sure you get around it. Um, GD will be emceeing, our very own podcast host. GD will be emceeing. Of course. So the committee was very keen to have him. Should be a good at night. At this stage, at least. Depends, of course. Pending. We'll see how we go after <laughs> 15 minutes of the night. Cancer passes. Yeah, it might be stolen again, but that's all right. Uh, we also had the one-day grand finals. Um, what a day that was. That was massive. It was. Uh, we had three winners, C-grade, uh, G-grade, and I-grade. So good to see some of those boys win uh, their first flag in a long time. Yeah, I was one of them. Very true. And uh, how'd you go in that game, Lechie? Uh 
It was the <coughs> Chatsy and Simo show, they yep. led the I way, know. 128 opening run stand, and it was enough to blow Warwick out of the water. Two catches, were, actually. Oh, true. Two you were very conscious. The of the club. You were very yeah. conscious of the crowd, and you were very excited at the prospect of potentially <laughs> hitting a boundary and hearing the crowd roar your name, <laughs> chanting "Leech, Leech." <laughs> um, was that a factor weighing down on you when you were out there? Uh, that contributed prob- to your low score, overthinking uh, the height that you might have got. Well, I was sitting in the clubhouse and just uh, seeing Simone Chatsy hit boundaries and. Hearing the loud roar they were getting, I was getting a bit excited about that happening to me. Because I know I was sitting next to Miles at the time and we strongly considered, almost did it actually, that no matter what score, because we, we felt bad for you, so we yeah. said no matter what score you get, we're going to stand up and go absolutely nuts for you as you walk off the ground. And we, and it was only at the very last second we that we thought it was probably a bit inappropriate <laughs> considering you made, what did you make? Uh, nine. Nine, yeah, we thought it was a bit inappropriate. So <laughs> Thank God. So we didn't give you that... Um, Cheer the honour, but at the end of the day, you got a medal around the neck. Exactly, exactly. Well, that's all that matters. See the crowd chanting Bissett at the... Uh... Big game, Bissett. Self-branded. And the um, the change room game... Oh, it got taken it, to a next it level. It got taken out of the change room and into the clubhouse. It was and actually too big to be 30 people um, around in the clubhouse playing the change room game. It was an all-time high, and it's... Including some debutants to the change room game. Gavin Smith... He actually decided just to take the piss, doing look away shots and everything, and just nailing them the first try. That was unreal. Well, who was his mate that he brought as well? Oh, from um, he ex club oh, captain yeah. Ken uh, Macca. 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 He was a great bloke. Yeah. It was good to see him. Very back. good value. He it was, was nice. Was it? Um, oh, McAllister. Yeah. Yeah. Nine captain, club captain, nineteen ninety eight, ninety nine. There you go. We and are the, situated um, in the club room. Curry's mate on the night. Was she a receptionist at someone's dentist or something? Was Eno's... <laughs> I don't know what you're on about, mate. But it's, <laughs> I don't know what? where you got that information. <laughs> it was um, Eno's wife's... Receptionist or something. Yeah, I think so. No, wasn't it Wasn't it Danny's mate? Oh, Danny's yeah. mate. Yeah, someone's Aren't anyway. Was, yeah, yeah, but it was a, she was good at the change room game as yeah, well. Good to have guests down. <laughs> <laughs> what the... Okay... <laughs> I did not know that. <laughs> that the, the celebration was just so good. We had randoms walking in off the street to be part of that. <laughs> That's what, what it sounds like. <laughs> we had the leader, dentist group. <laughs> they were out partying the dentists. Um, yeah. We also, geez, it's been a while since we've done a podcast. We also had the um, six aside competition go through. Well, do you want to run us through that one? I know you were part of big oh, part of it last year. It's not really much to run today. through, to be honest. Um, were you captain again? Uh, yep. I was, and I did my job, didn't lose a coin toss or a rock, paper, scissors or a sunscreen bottle toss the whole day. <laughs> sunscreen? Yeah. Um, I did have a 50 cent <laughs> coin, but the opposition captain was adamant on flipping a <laughs> sunscreen container. So, <laughs> and you, and to I, be honest, you were rattled. I, I was rattled at first. I was like, I, I don't know what to call here. So I had to call whether I was going to call barcodes or non-barcodes. <laughs> and I was rattled. I had no idea. But, um... As always, I came up clutch and... Well, you, you speak of coming up clutch and you may have done that <laughs> pre-game. But um, just to set the scene for the listeners here, we went 2-0, and continued on our momentum from last year. Leachy actually made the first runs in his six-a-side career. He, um, he went on an international tour, didn't make any runs, didn't make any runs last year, got dropped for the grand final. Finally, in his third tournament, best BOG... 32 off 10 balls. Yeah, domestic player I am. 
Yeah. Um, we fired through the first two rounds, basically coming up in a semi-final against uh, some of the Whitfers legends. We batted first. We made 65. Very defendable. Very defendable. Very and defendable. Four runs. No, sorry, four overs. And we only concede 44. With Carl Fasolo, Carl Fasolo. the second last over, only conceding eight runs. Oh Carl Fasolo, who... It's actually unbelievable. Bowls double bounce. Those balls. listeners who don't know him, he... Yeah. <laughs> Shouldn't be bowling. <laughs> no. Like, he plays the spin game with us at the end of training and doesn't hit the pitch. So he's bowled the best over of his life, leaving Wilbur 22 runs to defend off the final over. And I'll let Wilbur take it from here. Um, yeah, well, long story short, I, they got the runs. <laughs> so I mean, I've, I've tried to sort of push it away from my memory, to be honest. So I can't. I know there was a no ball in there, a couple of sixes. Uh, off the pitch maybe wide. Four, and off the pitch wide. So there was a few things that happened in that over beforehand, but um, yeah. Are you trying a little bit too hard? Um, I, I think it was all mental, to be honest. Um, just I really did not want to be bowling at that all. We had a little king out there with one knee. There was consideration um, to give the over away uh, to it Lewis. Was, it was pleading to give the over away. I was begging Lewis to bowl it. Look, uh, we're, about, we're actually sitting in the presence of the greatest six-a-side finisher the Little Crew Club's ever seen. GD, any advice? For Wilbur, I'm bowling those final overs. <clears throat> yeah. You just, you got to want it. Like, you got to want the ball in your hands to stay cool and calm and just do what you've done in the last however many overs you've bowled. Uh, it was zero because, yeah, yeah. You bowled one over that day. Oh, previous games, yeah. 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 <laughs> <laughs> just let the situation get Makes better. me a bit worried that you might melt under pressure knowing you're going into a grand final this weekend. Um... Well, I mean, I'm not gonna, never going to say never, but I don't think I'll be required to bowl, so it should be okay. Okay. That's why it was a learning <laughs> but, curve. Anyway, but if Carl's sure. listening, I, my shoulder is always loose. <laughs> I'm sure it was a learning curve anyway, and you're better for, better for it now, coming back stronger right. next year. There's a few other things that have happened at the, uh, at the club over the last uh, couple of months. Um, 100 Club, which is a fantastic initiative from, from Jonesy, um, who's run the last couple of years. Well done, Jonesy. Um, yeah, awesome work from him. Um, we had a new winner this year. Ashby Dennis actually got up, won the 500 bucks, put a couple hundred on the bar, which was fantastic to see. Um, but turns out he actually only won the 100 club after being forced to buy tickets as a punishment for bringing his own drinks to the club. So moral of the story there would be... Bring your own drinks to the club and, and you get rewarded. And you get... Cash money for it. <laughs> Anything else? Manice. Andy Manice is always coming up with new and different things. It ways to surprise us at the club. None more so than halfway through semi-final presentations on say, on Sunday. We see a car pull up to the car park and we see Andy Manice uh, sitting in the car. And we're a bit confused because he didn't get out for a while. But then... Um, He's got out of the car, started walking up the path to where the presentations are, and for some reason he's just forgotten to put a shirt on. <laughs> and he's absolutely disrupted presentations uh, with his um, physique. Um, fantastic to see. But it was really confusing considering that he didn't even play a game that day. It wasn't like he was coming from cricket and changing into his clothes. He'd just been sitting at home all day, but then come down to the club without a shirt. It's almost as if he wanted... The club to see his rig 
Is oh, it, I'm has, personally disappointed I missed out on season Has he three. been, anyone know of any programs he's been on? Or I might, might be training for the new umpiring season. I know he's a committed member to the East Perth district. Yeah, it's true, but umpiring, whatever program, whatever program he's on, he should be uh, selling it because it clearly gets results. <laughs> oh, very good. And another thing I've noticed now that we're on J-grade um, players, now Cobra Adamson posted something saying that we are the most hated club in the comp, and it's not even a year into the comp. So that's a pretty big call to be known as the most hated club, and I personally love that. Yeah. It is. The J-grade fellas seem to be relishing the fact everyone absolutely despises them, or us. So fair enough to Moushe. Um, I'd probably say I hate someone if they rolled me for 44 in a semi-final and embarrassed me out of the competition. Shout out to Moushe. They'll be listening. They will be. Always. Lockie Chilman and the boys. Another issue um, that we have to discuss is the Britannia surface <clears throat> on Britannia West. It's absolutely shocking, isn't it? And look, many requests you've sent to the city of Vincent yeah. and nothing's been done. Look, I don't want Where to it. now? Do we, do we find a new home ground? Yeah, look, I don't want to air too much dirty laundry with the, the city of Vincent Council because... Um, they will also be listening. Yeah, they'll be listening. Emma Cole, she'll definitely be listening. Um, but look, like... To think that, you know, obviously we don't get paid to run this career club. We're full of volunteers here. Um, me, Clues, Saxon, the committee, you know, where we can, we spare a, a moment or two to try and, you know, make calls and, and run the club and do what's best. To think that there's people sitting in their offices down on Vincent Street whose full-time job is to run the city council baffles me because we send emails all day, every day, trying to get them to, um, you know, perform maintenance and mow the grounds and, um, you know, not put up, not dig massive holes in our grounds uh, before degrade matches. Um, but, yeah, look, it's an issue and we're going to have to come up with some solutions. So anyone from the council that may be listening, <laughs> reply to my emails, please. <laughs> please. Please. Um, on that note, though, um, not everyone who... Um, They're not all bad. They're not all bad. And one of the greats, um, John Carey, former mayor. Um, what a man. Friend of the club and in the show. Um, but he recently got re-elected in the state election. Um, and as part of that, he's actually promised to help fund a scoreboard for the club uh, to the tune of $20,000. So, um, look, obviously a bit late now to tell you to vote for him, but um, <laughs> also not necessary because he, he already won. So... Thanks to John. Thanks, John. Sam Rounds, say thanks from the club. And there'd be many people at the club who would know uh, one of the association umpires, Aldo. Aldo, Aldo Morabito. Aldo Morabito, little Sicilian man. Um, <laughs> little. Very little Sicilian man. He buries people, he says. Um, <laughs> I didn't say that, actually. And so, I think it was us four, we went to... Aldi with Lewis King as well to get uh, drinks for horse racing night. Yeah, to get supplies. And believe it or not, we've bumped into Aldo at Aldi. Much to Lewis's absolute disgust, as I quote on quote, um, he is the most hated man in Lewis's life. (laughs) But Lewis genuinely despises the man. Um, Aldo didn't seem too phased. Lewis, he can't look him in the eye. Um, and he was getting into Kingy a bit because when he umpired him earlier in the season, he's given him out LBW and 
kicking, he didn't like that. And he rubbed salt into the wound by saying that that is the only LBW he's given all season. <laughs> he, 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 he's an umpire, but he doesn't believe in LBWs, really. Like, he just doesn't give them. Like, whether that's... Yeah, I, I don't know why he's umpiring if you're not going to give LBWs. But, um, so we've rocked up to our semi-final on Saturday. And <laughs> Aldo is our umpire. And Lewis is in my team. <laughs> Lewis almost walked out on the spot. Um, <laughs> and I know this might seem fake and scripted, but Lewis has walked out to bat. Second ball he's faced. He's left a Yorker. And it's hit him on the foot, on the full. <laughs> and put yourself in Aldo's shoes. You're obviously left with no choice but to give that out. It's doing nothing but hitting little stump. <laughs> and I believe the last LBW Aldo gave... The Lewis only LBW King. is given. So he's given two LBWs for the year. Yep. And they've both, both been Lewis. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and then on the... Uh, look, we've been very critical of the, the junior coaching program here They have come club. up an enormous amount. Yeah. But it looks like um, the program's been turned around in recent weeks. Three junior teams in grand finals, LG. It is huge, yes. Um, look, Simo and Dion both made kids cry during the year in that approach. And dictator. It's, look, it's worked. Simo's team's in the GF. Dion's team is in the GF. And the side, the 16s that Owen and I coach, are also in the GF, which is huge. So lots of young talent around. And going forward, we look forward to bringing these guys into the club and getting, giving them senior games. So if anyone's a bit bored on the weekend, feel free to come down and support uh, the 16's out at Wembley Sports Park which me and I want to be coaching should be good <laughs> <laughs> can't wait for that see you there boys <laughs> now we'll get into um, New, Coll- New Collinsworth might come <laughs> I loves it oh for sure we'll get into our team wraps so uh, the teams that aren't in our grand finals on the weekend we can wrap up the end of their season what happened um, we'll start with A grade miles we'll go from yeah rounds 11 or 13 and then Look, well, that's it for A grade, isn't it? Yeah. Well, um, we basically... Phew, I don't even know what to say. We uh, limped to the finish line. Um, we went into the last round needing a um, an outright to make the finals um, after a pretty soggy showing against Balladura. Um So we were playing uh, Wanneroo, needed an outright, and just couldn't get the job done. Um, we ended up losing by one run. Um I've basically gone to play a sweep shot off a uh, ball down the leg side and I've middled it to the keeper. Um, I'm probably going to put that down to being out of practice, haven't batted since December. Um, but yeah, pretty unfortunate that we ended up finishing sixth on the ladder. Um, congrats to Ivo as well. He came second in the Association Bowling Award. So really? pretty good considering he took about three wickets after Christmas. Um but yeah, Eno led from the front with the bat, but yeah, not much to be said about A-grade. Only team not to make the finals, but I'm confident about next year. We've got a young group, young crew, and we'll we'll come good. Fair enough. And then, Jade, moving on to C-grade. Um, I think you finished the year there, so rounds, those last few rounds, what happened there to lead into the semifinals? Yeah, so we finished second by... Point one two because we lost the last game to Wanneroo, which was a disappointment. Couldn't chase down 111. 
Um, look, it was a big loss that Curry um, missed the semi-final. As we saw in the semi-final, Yanchip had a big hitter who took the game apart from us. We were playing on Britannia West, and the ground's really slow. But when you hit the ball in the air, no ground is too slow. Um, so one of their guys made 72 off 67 and hit seven sixes and four fours and took the game away for us. Um, a big innings, a big rap to Jason Davey for his 30 off 107 balls to get us to a respectable, respectable figure of 128. But, yeah, that's a sad loss, a sad finish to C-grade season. Um, finished second and... I feel like we should have yeah, been holding the season. Premiership Cup at the end of the season, but unfortunately not. Yeah, and sure. yeah, shout out to Jason Davey for doing a great job with C grade throughout the year. He's been doing a really good job. He is one of the uh, the fines of the season. First year captain doing really well. Fair enough. Uh, so yeah, good season there. And um, yeah, obviously, well done to Jason. We look forward to having him back next year. Mm-hmm. Um, moving on to D grade, Woolbach. You can take over this one. <coughs> Our... Uh, First grand finalist team. Yeah, very exciting uh, to be in the grand final out on Britannia West this week. Uh, D grade had a bit of an indifferent finish to the year. I think they lost to the seventh place side in the second last round, Karen up, uh, and then beat Sorrento in the final round, which is good. Um, Michael Perrett. Yeah, <laughs> notable performances. Michael Perrett absolutely tearing through Sorrento's. Line up taking six wickets, which is quite remarkable and considering you know, the best part of that was that his second ball of that spell literally didn't hit the pitch, he missed the pitch <laughs> and he goes on to take six for 18. <laughs> and it's quite know. remarkable because there's some games he doesn't even bowl, he's only taken three wickets for the season prior to that game <laughs> and he's managed to take six <laughs> against Sorrento, which was pretty big because Sorrento were then our semi final opponents, so to have that, um. I know for a fact that every time in the semi-final <clears throat> when a batsman was facing up, if they were to look around the field, you could just see the fear in their eyes when they saw Perrett standing there in gully. <laughs> and when he started to warm those shoulders up, like, um, I know Lewis was off at the time and he said they, they all started whispering, oh no, like, not again, but he's back. <laughs> um, and he actually managed to take two wickets in the semi-final as well. So Jeez. he's in very good form with the ball, Perrett. Um, Bunny. Yeah, so but the final two I can't really say much about because I missed the final two games of the season. Uh, well, well earned. Because most people know there's a documentary series being made about D-grade <laughs> this season. So I've spent the last two weeks over at the studios working with the producers <laughs> on what we're going to be including in that, um, how we're going to, like, what sort of angle we're going to take. Um, <laughs> So make sure, yeah, it'll be available on Amazon Prime and around. We're hoping for about mid-May release. But, um, yeah, it was back in for the semi-final. Sorrento, we'd beaten them twice. So obviously we were confident of beating them. Uh, we got to bowl first, which was good. Uh, we all, all the bowlers put in a fantastic effort. I think we used five bowlers. Uh, all of them took at least one wicket. No one, I don't think, took more than two wickets. So it was all-round effort. Restricted them to 115, and <clears throat> we managed to chase it down. Five wickets down. Uh, Tom McLean again got it done. He made 48, I think. Lee. King McLean. Very good partnership. 75 opening partnership. Run out, but obstructing the field. Yeah. <laughs> until Carl forced a runner. Yeah. Onto Lee it was, that he didn't it was want. actually quite controversial. <laughs> uh, so Lee's got a runner. He's unfortunately done his quad. Uh, Lee's hit the ball. Easy single. McLean, as his runner, has 
which is taken off with single, easy single, and Lee for a bit of confusion there, but Lee has also uh, hobbled down the pitch. <laughs> Completed the single. Completed the single. He got there. Everyone was in, but I wasn't aware of this person. I don't know if you guys were, but you're not allowed to do that. If you've got a runner, you're not allowed to run. And the other team, or one guy on the other team's, uh, noticed that and run down, took the bales off, and yeah. Aldo said, you're out, mate. So that was quite a disappointing finish because Lee was banging very really well, but at the end of the day, we won. They lost, so if they're going to have tactics like that, they can. They can. It was good. Right, we'll move on to F grade now. Um, we'll let you take this one, Jaden. So they had a stellar season right up until about the last round. Yeah, they did. So they lost outright to finish the season, which is really strange for a side who was pretty much top spot for all the year. But they managed to finish second on the ladder. Uh, Rasika hit form in that last game with a 60 and a 5 which is good to see from the captain. Um, there was a funny incident involving Dim Sims in F grade. <laughs> Miles or Wilbur, you might know something about this. Yeah, I was I was talking to Cam Baker, he, he told me. Um, I think it was the maybe round 11, um, a few games ago. Barry's been batting, opening, and he's retired hurt. You know, um, Nothing new to him, is it? He's, no, he's he, he a loves big them. candidate for retiring hurt. <laughs> he loves a retirement. But he, he's gone, look, boy, just going to pop down to the shops, grab some anti-inflams and, you know, get myself right. So, secretly, all good, all good, mate, don't worry. You know, take your time. Barry goes down to the deli around the corner from, uh, from Britannia um, to buy some anti-inflams. And he comes back with a tray full of 10 dim sims. <laughs> and he goes around offering <laughs> dim sims to the entire team. And when Cam Baker questions him about why he came back with dim sims. Which is a very fair question. And oh, not just one dim sim, 10 dim sims. Barry says, I was only going to buy two, but they were closing, so they offered me all the ones they had left. Gave him the lot. And that is why he's now referred to as dim sim Sloan around the club. <laughs> and actually unconfirmed whether anyone saw him with any painkillers either. So well, just he might have actually um, used his previous methods of um, massaging vegetable oil the affected area. I know he's a big fan of the healing methods of canola oil. I think he was just using his Dim Sims for, it, for the oil. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but anyway, on to their semi-final. They had um, Junior like 9 for 70 and their tail wagged to 90 and every run counts in finals. And we did see that when Leadable were 8 for 55 chasing 90. But look, when the cube's out there... Anything's possible. Anything is possible. It's never game over. And to win the game, Cube hit a six over square leg to win the game, which was huge. Um, Cube ended up with 69 and Vinod 34. Look, year of the Cube. He is really, real. really stepping up things, real. which is great to see. We, um, we've been hot on that all season as well, just quietly. We've been waiting for I that. Said, I saw him in one net and I was like, it's the year of the Cube. He's an amazing man, honestly. Big He's game player, obviously. Since yeah. day one, we've been on that. Yeah. And uh, on to G grade. Uh, Raja side They had a top of the table finish But they did also lose the last game of the season But they would have gone into finals undefeated Which is can be a bit of a curse Look, Chimir is still bullying everyone Finished with 38 wickets at an average of 9 in G grade Look, that's obviously an amazing effort um, In the last game of the round where they lost They went out to have another bat And they scored 228 runs in 28 overs Lands on with a ton. Would that be his first ton? Surely not. No, he's he's, he's done it before. Definitely yeah. before. Good old wedding singer lands on. Yeah. Uh, anyway, in the semi-final, they rolled Marmy in for 70 and chased it two down. 
Um, they look. They got a good side, and look, it seems like their players seem to celebrate after a game. I know me and Wooba um, bumped into Deluca, Sadira, Sadira, the great man Sadira, and then in a laneway in Northbridge after <laughs> horse racing, and he look. It's yeah, it seems to be going G grade's way, so it's good to see the party king, party king. Miles, you want to take over H grade for us? So yeah. Um, Hage Grade actually had a really strong finish to the year, ended up finishing second. Um, they built some momentum into the, the last few matches. Um, and I'm not saying this was the cause, but I um, I did decide to go and, and do some investigative journalism um, and do some subfielding for Hage Grade for a couple of games. Um, Which we will get on to. <laughs> yeah, but it was it was great fun. Um, you know, it's a good mix of youth and experience in that side, so... Um, Kai Turner, um, really good young player, um, making a lot of runs there. He's ended up the season with um, about 500 runs and two tons. Um, young Matt, player, yeah, I'd say. Yeah, he's, a good game day for it. He is a young player that's had a, a very good year. It'd be hard to go past Tom McLean. Yes, well. My um, money would be on McLean. Well, you'd think he'd be so. At, he'd be at $1.05, surely. You'd think so, considering he's made a, more runs at a higher average in a higher grade, but. Kai Turner has had a very good year. Two counts in the H's. You can't count out a Turner. No, never. Um, obviously, it was always in his, in his genes to be, you know, cricket success was in his genes. But um, now Kai's been playing really well. A few of the uh, Hamish Lisk bowling uh, really well as well. Dominating. Yep, CJ, the secret weapon in that side. Um, so it's good to build some momentum, made their way into a. Um, Sam Sparrows, mate. Yep. <laughs> Made their way into a GF. So in the semis, um, they actually managed to roll Marmion for 83 runs, which obviously is a really good effort. And then they got to eight for 60. Um, so a little bit of strife there, but um, the wise heads in that side, Brett Sheldrick, um, underrated cricketer, gets together with uh, Richard James, who, um, oh, man. if you've ever spoken to him, definitely not underrated because he rates himself very highly. But... Um, they got together and he's justified it putting on a partnership and getting the boys over the line by three runs. So congrats to Ross and the boys for getting Richard. into the grand final. Yeah, and we'll roll straight on to I grade. Um, yeah, so I grade. Um, look, they won the one-day grand final and they've uh, got more of a very experienced side there in eyes. Um, Dan Cully's come back from his surgery, um, making lots of runs. Um, and of all people... Brett Davey has um, has had the season of his life, had a top 20 finish in the Leos. Um, some may say it's due to his new stepson, um, who's a second-grade Scarborough player. Um, might have been getting a few backyard lessons with, the, uh, with him. Another um, one we've been hot on since day one. We called it very early in the season. It's true. Um, well, obviously, someone like Gavin Smith hasn't been hot on him because you've got a bet going that Brett will never, ever score a ton for the club. Um, but after a year like this, it's uh, never been closer. So in the um, in the semi final, um, they ended up making 125, which is probably a few short. Blake Cully stepping up, maybe making 30 odd. Both Cully stepped up, I think. Yeah, they did. Um, and then Edgewater ended up chasing it six down. There was some 16 year old that batted for most of the day. Um, Carlos probably wasn't at his best. Their strike bowler, and then. Um, yeah, they ended up getting in about 50 overs, so 
Um, the sad one out of there, that was that um, it was Scott Bilby's last ever game for the club. Surely not. Um, yeah, one that of the, is sad. One of the greats, if you've ever spoken to him. He was in my first ever premiership team down here. Uh, elite bloke. Mm, loved by man. all. So, um, and a massive fan of the podcast. Also true. He'll be listening. So the um, Super fan, actually. Yeah. Big fantasy ownership, didn't he? Yes, definitely. So he um, reckons the body's let him down a bit. So he's had knee surgery. He needs some shoulder surgery and that. So sad to see Scotty go. Would have been nice to send him off with a a flag. Fair enough. And we'll round it out with J-Grade here, please, Jaden. Inconsistent batting performances by J-Grade. The last... Game of the round, they got rolled for 44, but they've got a very good bowling lineup with uh, Bozzy, our man Bollywood Vora, uh, Clarky, <laughs> old mate Clarky, so, and Cobra, of course. So they've got a good bowling lineup. Look, they finished second on the ladder following strong two day performances. They weren't even in the top four in the one day ladder, mm. and they finished second overall. So that's a great uh, effort by the J grade lads. It's weird because they thought at the start of the year that they'd be too old to play uh, two days and just wanted to stay in the one day comp. Funnily enough. Um, but yeah, semi-final update, they rolled Moushe for 44 and chased it down on one day. And Moushe being the weak pricks they are, didn't rock up day two. Shout but, out to Moushe. Yep, yeah. love Moushe. Mm-hmm. Uh, so yeah, Boswell, Vora and Clarkie took the polls there. And yeah, that's a wrap from all the sides. Looking very Five good. grand finals. Very exciting. And in fact, we're going to have a little chat with a few people regarding these grand finals coming up. I'm looking forward to that for our guest segment. All right, and today we are going to do our guest segment a bit differently. We've got uh, on the line, we're going to go through our captains of the, our grand final teams for this week. So first on the line, we've got Carl. Carl, you there? Yeah, hey, mate. How you going? Good, mate. Yourself? Hey, yeah, going very well, boys. Um, yeah, we've got me, Wilbur. We've got me, Wilbur, Jaden, and Miles here. We've got um, a few things to run through with you. So first off, are you nervous for the weekend? Um, yeah, there's, there's some nerves there, but I think, I think a lot of the boys are very excited um, for the week to come, and I think we can't wait for it. Yeah, so you got got uh, Joondal up at home. Um, grudge match? Yeah, a grudge match is definitely um, a really big rivalry with these blokes. Um, I don't think anybody in our side likes them. In fact, I think we all hate them, and it's going to get heated out there in the middle, um, and that's what you want in a grand final. Yeah, that's very exciting. Adds a bit to it. So um, maybe, Wilbur, you could help us out here as well. So what's happened the last couple of times you've played against them? I think it's one and one, are you? Um, yeah, one and one. Um, Carl's ran his mouth a bit too much, and he hasn't been able to back that up with a performance. So <laughs> is this the game where Carl broke his bat against the Joondal up? change rooms or a different uh, no this is the game yeah huge yeah there was uh, reports filed after the game as well for abuse so um, Carl have a point to prove yeah and to Carl is it true that because of all this you are thinking about giving yourself a big promotion up the order this week potentially to open <laughs> not sure about opening but there's uh, definitely rumours of a top six um, batting spot there for the skipper um, and then hopefully he can deliver <laughs> <laughs> That is huge. Good, good one, mate. <laughs> That's a very good point. So, um, Lee Gardner played with you guys last week. There's rumours floating around he might not be available. Obviously, um, it's pretty early in the week still, but how's that looking? Um, yeah, so Lee, Lee's pulled up a little bit sore. He hurt his quad um, when he was out in the middle. 
Um, he's also got a wedding to attend to, and I think he's actually asked the groom if they can push the wedding back so he can play his D-break carpet <laughs> grand final. Yeah, actually um, need more bikes like that. That's commitment. That's commitment to the cause, and, and that's what we need. That's what plays the plays we need. That's what you want as a captain. So. Exactly. Are we expecting any other changes to your side this week, Carl? Or are you going to go in uh, with only potentially one change with Lee Gardner out? Um, there might be some other changes. Um, we're just waiting on clearances if they go through or not, um, and if and who or what I'm allowed to do with other players. So we'll wait and see later on in the week, see how the boys train, um, and then we'll, we'll pick our winning side for Thursday night. And any word on uh, young Tom Love having his 18th on Saturday night? Might be having to leave <laughs> the game a bit early on Saturday. Um, yeah, so he's, he's another one who's got an event. Um, I think he also said... He's going to push back the start time of that as well for, for the D-grade grand final. So, you know, a lot, a lot of boys are, are doing the right thing, um, putting their club first and, and the grand final first. Yeah, fair enough. Um, so just to finish up, we've got a couple of questions that have come through from the fans throughout the day. Um, Ethan Petter has won a six-a-side tournament for the club. Yeah, friend of the club. Yeah, so um, <laughs> obviously knows his stuff. He's asked, will you be picking yourself for the grand final? Um, or on the other hand, will you do what's best for the team? It's one or the other. Uh, I think what's best for the team is for me to play. Um, and so, yeah, I'll be, I'll be picking myself to play on the weekend. Um, you know, Ethan is a big time player, but, you know, I'm, I'm a bigger time player. You know, he, he's not that clutching grand finals, but boy, oh boy, wait until you see me on Saturday. Isn't it, isn't it true you've lost 12 grand finals, but? Um, yeah, but it's a new era now. <laughs> yeah. well, you, lot's changed. you don't want to change your winning formula either. No. Right. And uh, last question from us. Will Kingy be scoring this weekend? Will he be scoring? He might be scoring off the pitch, but uh, I'm not sure if he'll be scoring on the pitch. Yeah, he's actually asked that himself. So um, there's obviously some rumours going around, but we'll just have to see how you guys face up later in the week. Obviously holding a few things to yourself, um, but good luck. And um, we hope the best for you, and we'll see you come Saturday. Yeah, thanks, boys. Um, good luck to the other the other sides in the grand final. Make sure you get down to Britannia. Um, it's going to be a huge day for the Britannia club. West. Big day. That's for sure. All right. Thanks, Carl. Cheers, boys. All right. Now, next up for our next team for the F grade, um, we couldn't quite get the captain or the vice captain or any of the top. 10 players from the team, really. So we're left with Cam Baker on the line. Cam, are you there? Yeah, mate. Thanks for the introduction. <laughs> no worries, mate. How are you feeling for the weekend? Uh, all up and about. Feeling very excited. Uh, hopefully we can get the choppies. Yeah, it should be good. It's going to be a great day, uh, no matter what. But obviously, versus Morley uh, out at our tone. Um, yeah. So you have not beaten them before. I don't think... Oh, they have not. Oh, we've beaten them, mate. Don't, don't, don't put but us that, much, that bad. Last time you played them, you did have a, uh, a melt in the one-day grand final. Yeah, we had a um, part-time come in, uh, not naming names, but just all absolute pies. But um, that's fine. We move on. Uh, I was keen to grab the ball, but our skipper said no. That's fine. But, um, yeah, no, nah, it's hopefully in for a good match. Top two sides the whole year. Uh, we've been battling now all year. Uh, we got the Chockeys early on in the season, but Grand Final obviously showed their class and all that. 
So would you say that you're the key with the ball um, in the team to beat Morley? Uh, 100%. I've taken 11 wickets over the weekend, uh, over the year, so um, I don't see why I don't get the ball more often. It's a big call out to Rasika, who will be listening. So what will be the key to beating Morley? Give us an insight into what their strengths are and what your strengths are and how you guys will match up. Uh, well, we have a pretty solid batting attack, and so does Morley. Uh, I think the key uh, this time around is probably getting the captain out early, as he made 83 um, in the grand final. Uh, early on in the year, uh, he made two, and we obviously rolled him for about 130-odd. But, um, yeah, no, the key is definitely our uh, their skipper, um, getting him out early. Uh, and then, hopefully, the year of the cube continues on. Mm. Um, hopefully, myself can make a little bit more runs, and the whole team just produces a little bit more. I definitely think that Barry and Pubidu getting off to a good start will be the key, giving they're both big hitters. They can make quick runs at the top of the order. They're both big and they're both hitters. That's exactly right. And there's rumours circulating that uh, there's a bit of a divide in the team heading into the grand final. Uh, any information on this, Cam Baker? Uh, it has been uh, brought up uh, not sure about any of the other guys, but it's been brought to my attention that uh, the fair few Sri Lankans that are in the team uh, like to speak to themselves a lot and like to speak in, uh, you know, the Sri Lankan culture. And as they, the as they speak, it's a bit uh, it's a bit hard to understand, obviously, so you don't know if they're talking absolute uh, rubbish about you. But uh, I hope to hear it's good things. But, um, you know, when Saf is giving you a mouthful who's just let uh, 20 runs go through and... Gone through a cover and all that. Uh, it's a bit, it's a bit hard to understand what he's saying, but that's fine. We move on. I uh, have full, full trust in him. But um, yeah, no, I just, just would love to see, to see how they're going. And um, your good friend Max Mastillis. Obviously, there was controversy when he was left out of the one day grand final team, and Huge. now he's been dropped again for this final series. Any word on that? Uh, yeah, I've spoken to Max recently. Uh, he's devastated. Devastated with the news. Um, he, I did have to console him on the night mm-hmm. after the grand final because uh, he unfortunately was named 13th man. Rasika went up to him and said, uh, Hey, mate, don't need you in the team. Uh, just want you to score. And uh, he was copped scoring the whole game. Um, so he's now known as the 13th man. Uh, and obviously missing out on this final series as well. Is that... Um Putting his future at the club in jeopardy, would you say? Um, Beyond this oh, season? I hope not. I hope not. Max is a very great cricketer. Um, just needs to show a little bit more faith uh, with captains. Uh, Kyle, a little bit more faith in him uh, since he was man of the match in the very first game ever played underneath Kyle mm. um, and then was dropped in the third round. So <laughs> a little bit more faith shown in the captains. Uh, you never know. Max could make 100 uh, batting in Raj's team. Which I hope he does. And he takes five up. Batting at nine and bowling six changes, that'll be hard to do, but we certainly hope Max can do it. Oh, it started with me. I was batting at 11. And only got That's three true. overs in my first game under a seeker. But, um, you know, things change, things happen. But I hope Max gets all the chockies on uh, Saturday and Sunday, and I hope every team that's involved in the grand final uh, comes back winner. That's it, and good luck to you boys now that we're at the pointy end, and I uh, hope you go well. Yeah, thanks, boys. All right, cheers, Cam. Cheers. 
Next on the line, we got Raj. Raj on back-to-back podcast. Are you there, mate? Yep. How are you feeling for Saturday? Not bad. So I'm vers- kind, of, kind of expected, so... <laughs> Very humble. Well, true. If you're playing a team full of C-graders, it is, it is expected that you'd make the grand final in G-grade. You're right. Uh, we're playing um, good quality cricketers, yes. Yeah, fair <laughs> enough. So you got Sorrento on uh, Saturday. You've already beaten them twice this season. So feeling pretty confident? Uh, yeah. Yeah, fair enough. <laughs> and yeah, um, you've got a new addition to the team from the semi-final team, and that's young Maximus Stillis. And oh, mate, uh, he, he's really a uh, good talent. And, um, yeah, he, he never stopped talking and you know, cheering up, so it's really good to have him. Yeah. <laughs> and I believe... Uh, you promised him a flag during the week. Is that true? And he knew that. Yeah, right. Good. <laughs> um, you've got a very well-balanced side, but there's also rumours floating around about potentially losing players up to a Seekers side this week. Any word on that? Um, that's, this is the first time I'm hearing this, so yeah. Yeah, fair enough. It's still still early in the week, so we've got plenty of time to work it out. Yep. What's I think so. What's going to be the key matchup going into the game against Sorrento? What are their strengths? What are your strengths? And how are you going to beat them? Uh, look, uh, they know our strength, and uh, the which is uh, quality players and bowling-wise, batting-wise, and fielding. So uh, I think... They're coming here to our home ground, so... I mean, we, we beat them their ground and we beat them here in the grand final, so... We are going in confident and um, we're not going to take this uh, very lightly, but uh, we'll go there. I know they're coming with uh, uh, coming back, so um, very strong, very strong side. Good batting side, I think, and uh, I think we can match with our bowling side, so... Very confident, but uh, also I, I think uh, we need to we need to play our best best cricket. Very true that, and as well as that, um, with the lineup of four teams at home, you're the second highest side at home. So you'll be playing on North. Are you happy to be playing on North, or would you prefer a swap? Uh, no, I, I don't think so. We we in the we in uh, Central, so. Well, D grade, and then it's your grade. So you'll be on North with Cookie on H and uh, Zorba on uh-huh. South. Uh, we already done the deal with Cookie, so we Cookie's playing in North and then Northern Central. So very so, big news here. Yeah. It's almost like it's Podcast worth informing the, uh, the club secretary of that, so he could inform <laughs> the association. Maybe. Uh, now you know, so you can uh, send an email now. <laughs> Thanks, mate. And our final question uh, from Shrek is, will you stop harassing his missus? <laughs> is that something to do with cricket? <laughs> yeah. I think it might do. Uh, uh, if I say something, uh, <laughs> I might be really drunk then, so... <laughs> <laughs> uh, that's all right. That came out on the public forum we posted, but um, everyone else on there is rallying around you and um, looking forward to... Hopefully getting another win on Saturday, Sunday. Yeah, we're all hoping that. So, yep, it's not going to be easy, but uh, I think we got the 
He's got a chance. We got a 50-50 chance. So. All right, we do have one final question, um, and that's from one of the juniors, Caden Edmonds. So he's a friend of yours, I think. Um, Who's this? Caden uh, <laughs> Edmonds. He's a um, one of one of our juniors. Isn't one he? of the under twelve boys. He's under he's under twelve. Um, and, oh, well. and um and he wants to know. Um, is he old enough to ask question? Yeah, he is because he's <laughs> asked it on the on the Instagram here. Um, okay. He wants to know: Are you a good talker in the field? He asked specifically to have an answer from Raj. <laughs> Well, it doesn't really yeah, matter. I, the I, questions. I, yeah, I can talk. Yeah, I can talk. Not bad. Uh, which language? Um, <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. Very good. I'm sure Caden will be satisfied with that response. Thank you, Caden. Thanks for having Caden. All right. Um, thanks, Raj, and best of luck for Saturday and Sunday. Thanks, man. I'm sure that you guys are going to be um, supporting us. Yeah, we're looking forward to it. Yep. yep. Thank you very much. Thank you. All right, next on the line, we've got a big friend of the podcast, Ross Cook, on the line from H grade. Ross, are you there? I certainly am. Nice to speak to you, boys. Very nice to speak to you now. Long time coming, this. <laughs> Incredibly. Long awaited. Yeah, so, Ross, you're, uh, you're playing Joondal up. Um, You've played them twice this year for one win and one loss. What can you uh, tell me about the, the team? Uh, look, they are, a, they are a reasonable side. I didn't think we'd be playing them this week, Miles. Uh, to be honest, they, 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 they rolled the top side who were on top all season untouched pretty much. Um, on, our, on the reverse, we, we bring CJ into it. We bring Dan Kettle into it. We bring Griff into it. None of them have ever played before against these guys so I think look I think we're in pretty good shape we're in, we've got as good a side on the table as we can present very good um, so do you expect any changes to the side that played the semi-final uh, yeah look I, I expect there'll be one um, that's that's always difficult there could have been two but we're we're trying and want to stay with uh, anyone that's played all games has been so close to us um, so we're yeah I, I think we're down to one guy who are the likely uh, who's the likely inclusion um, look I can't I, I actually can't name that up because we're it's going to come it's more than likely going to come from below but I feel we need another bat yeah fair okay. enough it's still still early in the week so oh it is and a lot of things happen there's there's uh, there's, uh, well, uh, it's all hinging on Carl, really, if he selects himself or he actually puts a, a player in. Yeah, we've been <laughs> we've been talking to the other captains, and it does seem like there's still a few dominoes to fall. So, yeah, absolutely, definitely still time for that. Well, yeah, there's a there is a there is a domino in Sri Lankan uh, mafia that's not overly happy about you know what's happening above him, and we all know he runs the club. Let's be honest, so. Yeah, we'll just it's, it's a, it is a bit of a watch this space. I'd like to I'd like to tell you, but I'm, I'm honestly not sure. And of course, um, given Sachs is such a uh, close confidence from a from an on and off the field point of view, uh, I'm taking I'm really uh, listening to 
him as well. We're discussing that. So, yeah, no, look, we are in good shape, but we've also got to put the best side on the ground for the day. Cool, all right. Um, so, looking forward a little bit, um, if you were to get up, how are you planning on celebrating with such a mix of ages in the side? Um, we're looking at names such as maybe Richard James to lead the way for the celebrations. Uh, no, no, we, I don't think we're going to um, plaster things with sweet foods and bays. Um, I think we'll, we'll head towards the alcohol thing. <laughs> so I think yeah, that's what will happen. If you had to pick one of the young um, boys to be best on ground in the celebrations, who would you be leading towards? Uh, look, let me assure you, um, I think the, um, the, the ginger twin towers will take over our opening combination. The, the love child of Pauline Hanson and Cameron Ling, the pair of them. And uh, that will, I, Simo, Simo, Simo will be three, three votes. I would, I would almost bet my house on it. Ben Simpson would Kevin be good value. It'd be his first night at the club, so hopefully you can get up because I'd love to introduce him to all the boys and I'm sure he'd love the change room game. You, oh, change room game, he, he will whip you boys at it. I'm pretty sure there's been a lot of drinking games on the quiet that we don't know about, albeit, you know, they've only just turned 18. But, uh, no. Any he, rumours Any rumors of um, James Cook, who hasn't played since round two, he might be, he might join the celebrations just because he can? Any rumours? Just because it's free. They're, they're, that's probably the, you know, the, the biggest catalyst there, Miles. But, unfortunately, he's not going to... Uh, he's not going to pass the entry requirement of 18 so there's a problem ah, true fair so enough he may be he may, he may be cast out of the back room where I can't see a fun night on the other uh, Fanta's for him then um, mm. yeah you've been through that yes true um, always drinking responsibly down at this club and when I won my flag when I was 17 I um yeah the Fanta's did taste good that night ah oh, absolutely yeah never tasted quite the same thing nope um so nope. just looking forward um it's well known and well publicised your love affair with Carl Fasolo. Um, do you have any words to Carl for the, his upcoming game or advice? Well, I think he should really email Mike, really. I mean, there's the bloke that was a, another professional captain, and uh, but he did it a lot higher level. So there's it, got to be a book out there that says how do you hold your spot just being a captain. So um, I... I do sympathise with the guys that bat 7, 8, 9, 10, 11 because they must really be pissed every week. Um, they, and, well, and they've got their pads on, but it's just that whole... They, they feel they may be better served up there. But uh, Carl, he's, you know, he's, he's driving the elite sperm and uh, he, knows, he knows what he's got in the back seat. So good on him. I hope he gets up and... Uh, yeah, now, I, I did have to laugh at, at the, you know, the, the address on social media. And boy, oh boy, don't we deserve it. Well, well, Carl, even from an accounting point of view, we can't make those 12 numbers add up. So. <laughs> but um, no, we, we're, we're pretty close the other day. You borrowed my uh, phone charger. That was a close moment. So. Uh, good to know. And... <laughs> Talking about blokes that you've got a love affair with, um, is Ian Turner a chance for the GF following his solid performance in round seven? Well, 
that is there's no break back mountain type love there. So, um, <laughs> no, in fact, um, I I haven't quite, I haven't really recognised him. I know there's a hat and a, and a pigtail, a, you know, a rat's tail running around somewhere. Um, we are going to get his, his son a, a nail on rat's tail. So... <laughs> Yeah, I heard yeah, he. I heard he was busy anyway in. because there's a Verdeside collection on that day, so he's he's occupied. <laughs> yeah. Well, oh well. I guess there'll be there'll probably be no changes to the team then if he's not available. So. <laughs> True. All right. Thanks, Ross. We appreciate it. Uh, we'll all be down. Okay. Actually, there's one last thing that we just uh, got a podcast exclusive off off Raj. Um, any news of a um, a ground swap between Britannia North and Britannia Central? Yeah, that's on. That's definitely on because he, he's far more, he's far happier in the centre. Um, I'm more than happy, you know, happy to let him do what he wants to do. I'd rather be on North because the, the bottom, the Central and, the, and South are wheat fields. They're just woeful. So hopefully we can get a bit of run on, uh, on North. Yeah, fair enough. Win-win. Cool. Thanks, Ross. Appreciate the call. Um, we'll all be down on the weekend to support you. Good luck, mate. Thanks, fellas. All right, so rolling into our final team in the grand final this weekend, we got Mal Adamson on the line from our J-grade. Mal, are you there? Yeah, mate. Excited for the weekend? Yes, I am. It's uh, looking pretty good. Team's going well at the moment. No, very good. And you're versing Edgewater at home. Who Hopefully ha- who- we can bring home the chocolates. That's mm. obviously what we'd want. And you're versing Edgewater at home, who you've beaten twice. Um, how? What are their strengths and how are you going to be able to beat them? Uh, their strengths, they've got a reasonable batting line-up. Um, hopefully our bowling, which has held us together all year, will sort them out. Um, Batting-wise, we've... Uh, Got Manisi and Pete Ryan in good form. Middle order, Clark, he's going well. Zorba's going all right as well. So hopefully we've got enough there to put it on a decent score if we go in first. And uh, if we have to bowl, we've got the bowlers that can take him out. No, very good. And are we expecting any changes to your side? I know Ian Turner's been training hard. Could he be likely to feature in the side? No, Zorba's already said he would be going in with an unchanged side. It's very good to see a settled lineup. Um, mm-hmm. So, looking forward to maybe when the celebrations occur after a win. Um, who do you think is going to be the, the leader of the celebrations? Uh, early money is on uh, Andy Manise. <laughs> yeah, probably. You've also got Hobbsy in the team, mate. Doesn't mind a celebration. That's very true, <laughs> very true. <laughs> And, and I don't mind. I don't mind a beer or two myself, mate. So I'll probably be in and max it too. <laughs> Looking That's forward to that from the front. And J Grade always lead the way on social media on Facebook, led by yourself, Cobra. Of course, can you fill us in about um, the brotherhood of J Grade? And you seem very united down there. So just let us know about the brotherhood that is J Grade. Oh, I think the brotherhood is that uh, we probably. Uh, get on very well. Um, we basically probably 
sledge ourselves more than the opposition sometimes, but it's all in good fun. And at the end of the day, we, you know, we're just down there to have a good time and enjoy our cricket. And we seem to do that. Uh, we do get on the media a bit, but that's uh, just part of the game we play. And hopefully everybody else gets a few laughs around the club. Oh, absolutely. I can definitely confirm we do get a few laughs out of it. Yeah, of course. <laughs> Don't know what we'd do, do without it. Yeah, and um, just from Captain Zorba, he did want me to mention you guys are the only team with a team motto going into the grand final. Uh, the team motto is, together we will achieve greatness. How much does inspiring captaincy like that make you want to push forward and win games? was pretty good at getting us all together mate um, you know we're all in it together we always have been this year and uh, hopefully we can uh, keep that together on the weekend and uh, bring it home that would be ideal um, I'm sure all the boys will be down there supporting you and uh, all the other teams and uh, good luck on Saturday and Sunday mate yep no worries thanks for that boys Thank no you. worries wish you all the best okay see you guys Thanks, everyone, for the uh, contributions to those grand final previews. We're very excited for next weekend, um, this weekend, sorry. Uh, moving on to our big sec- segment, the barbecue roast. Now, Miles, do you want to get us started yeah, for this so one? If you, you want to roast, do it with barbecue. Um, and just quickly on some barbecue-related news with the club, um, Clues has announced that there is a $250 gift from barbecue for the player of the finals, so... As if you needed any extra um, incentive to perform. Oh, Carl's um, got that in the bag. Yeah. So, um, you know, <laughs> Carl, buy some um, buy some heat beads because you've probably got a new barbecue coming your way. Um, but, yeah, look, in terms of the roast, um, look, I've got a player who Ow. really... <laughs> oh, I was, was going to interrupt you there, mate. Uh, <laughs> we've actually made the executive decision to scrap your idea for the roast. Oh. And <laughs> we're actually going with an internal roast this time. I know Jaden caught one a couple of episodes ago, but look, it's just, we just can't ignore it anymore. Your behaviours, it's, it's reached its tipping point and it's time, it, yeah. It, so you're today's roast, actually, Miles. Okay. Um, <laughs> I think it really starts from your obsession with your individual stats and specifically your Leo points. And it's become, it's become glaringly obvious that it's, it's all you care about, really. That's what it's about. It's it's why you play cricket. People have started calling me Barry Sloan because I'm caring about my stats too much. <laughs> I was going to say, we have had others in the past that I wasn't going yeah, to Yeah, but I think Miles has actually overtaken him now. Um, you No emotion whatsoever about the disappointing A-grade season. Doesn't even care about what Could not what care about anymore. You, you, you didn't even know where they finished on the ladder. You wouldn't even know. But what you do care about is that you didn't win the Leos. And that was obviously a wound that's burning pretty deep for you. But uh, the fact you got close, you shouldn't have got close is all how I'm going to put it because <laughs> it's pretty ridiculous. But you, and I saw it firsthand, you would rock up to a game, no A-grade were batting, and you would personally contact each individual captain when A-grade were batting and say, hey, mate, just checking, <laughs> just checking you don't have any players injured. All right, I'm, I'm available to field. Like anyone feeling a bit under the weather. Um, and most of the time the captains would say, oh, no, nah, not really, we're all good, mate. But you said, no, nah, please, like, <laughs> I want a field. Like, we just, we just, 
Um, and I believe you actually drove all the way up to Yanchip when A-grade were playing at Leaderville to go on field for, was it H-grade? I think you went on field for H-grade. Yanchip's a bit excessive, but was it, what, it was, was it? Warwick. Warwick. Oh, Warwick. Well, Sorry. A-grade was at Balladura, and they were at, yeah, Kingsley or something. Yeah. So you, I think you actually fielded for H-grade almost as much as you fielded for A-grade this year. Is that correct? Well, put it this way. I fielded for different grades more times than I batted in A grade. <laughs> and the, and I think it's obvious the sole motive for doing so wasn't anything to do with helping out the club. It was to try and chase down Shamir's lead. Look, rumour has it as well that you would go to the bowler at the start of the over and ask him where he gets his catches. <laughs> <laughs> like you'd ask him where you should feel to get catches. And along with that, that game against Balladura. So Miles came back after fielding um, for H-grade, and we were fielding. We had seven overs out there, and we were all bowling spin, taking it pretty lightly, and it got to the last over of the day. And Joe Costa's bowling his little offies, and the guys played a sweep. <laughs> yeah, they were all right. And the guys played a sweep shot, top-edged it, and you're at first slip. Hughesy's obviously keeping, and it's blatantly, obviously, Hughesy's ball. Like, he's just positioned under it, and you've just come through, shoulder-charged him, Knocked him out of the way for the catch, and Husey is on the ground in absolute pain, just <laughs> sledging you. So it's also got to the point where you're endangering your own teammates' physical well-being yeah. just to get that extra twenty points. Husey went to the physio five times that week just to make sure he could play the next week. And on that moment, I don't know if this created a rift between you and Husey, but the last game of the round, obviously Husey had done a lot of hard work to try and get a win from the last game. He'd put on about 20. Yeah, with, we'd, put, uh, we'd put on 20. we put on 20. Um, and, you know, you needed one more run to win. You've got the strike, leg spinners bowling. You obviously fancy yourself against the spin. And you're probably thinking here, gee, if Husey hits the winning runs, you know, it's going to be his moment. I'm going to try and make it my <laughs> moment. And you've played the sweep shot, top-edged it, one run short in the final game. No, actually, cost mid- Husey's I moment. It to the keeper. Middled it to the keeper. Yeah. Look, Miles, you can't go past that. You are our barbecue roast for the month. Any comments? <laughs> no, that's fair enough. I'm a problem. <laughs> <laughs> Need a break. Well-earned rest, I think. All right, <clears throat> moving on from that one. Um, we'll wrap up our fantasy. So uh, not too much has changed since our last wrap. So... I actually will announce as well. Um, Clues has announced the prizes for the fantasy. Um, we do have a top three prizes um, using some sponsors' packs um, from our sponsors at Ansel, um, as well as some bar vouchers. So $60 for the winner, $40 for the runner-up, and $20 for third place. Yeah, so we've had some interesting results. So overall, um, so for the Leos, we've got um, Chimera finished well on top of Miles. As we've just gone through. I wouldn't say well. (laughs) (laughs) Only one to crack a thousand Leos for the year. So, um, yeah, that's very well done for Chimera. and would have been a good, great pick in fantasy. Um, Miles was second with McLean third. And we got that Timmy, Mike Thomas, and then is that Dion and Owen in our top seven. So... A lot of few young boys in there. It's good to see. Yeah, um, good to see. a few podcast favourites. Um, so going with the batting, we had McLean first. Oh, lock for young player of the year. Oh, surely. Yeah, that was an easy player. pick. Yeah. 
Uh, Kai Turner was second. Yep. And then the Cube was third. So uh, we were pretty hot on all three of them this year. I think um, that were pretty obvious. And then we had Chimia, Timmy, and Miles for the bowlers. Um, obviously, all performed consistently well over the season. Uh, and then the catches and stumpings. So our keeper dismissals. Uh, King Husey was number one with twenty nine. That is massive. Should have been thirty. Should have been thirty. <laughs> <laughs> twenty nine and a concussion. <laughs> uh, Miles barely touched him. Jimmy Kerr and Brett Davey all came in with seventeen. They're just below. That's so, huge, Miles. Seventeen, 17 catches, non keeper. You know, Jezza actually does tell me that that's a club record for a, a non keeper. So, well done, Miles. Thanks, Husey, for allowing me to ride you. <laughs> back like Jess Linko to take that catch <laughs> great season all around and then so going into our fantasy teams our uh, number three coach for the season was in fact Miles himself so obviously you had to pick yourself which would have helped it would have helped and I would have picked myself regardless because oh. I know my, my hunger for Leo points oh exactly <laughs> and the other ten around you must have helped uh, Jaden came in at second so you two both get bar vouchers. Jaden, that's actually remarkable considering uh, you wouldn't have scored as many as Miles. <laughs> Mate, I came back in the back. You know, I had zero catches at um, at the halfway point and I ended up with eight catches. Oh, huge. Huge second year turnaround. So and might- I think I ended up being about the seventh player picked in H grade. So... You're, Ross, you did if up, you need me, mate. <laughs> ended up 73rd in the, in the Leo standings, which was... Good, because you were trending towards 173rd at one point there. <laughs> and then our number one uh, coach, the super coach. Dictator. Dictator Dion. Rumour so, has it if um, D-Grade win this week, he'll be having a couple beers at the club, really? which will be huge. No I'm way. actually very excited Dion. for that. That needs to it's happen. Dion, actually. <laughs> Just a quick story on Dion, a little side note. <clears throat> Semi-final on the weekend, everyone knew it was Always pretty hot. Always seems to be one. <laughs> Always. <laughs> Obviously, it was pretty hard. segment two. We're yeah. talking about Dion. Dion, Dion, Dion two overs <laughs> into his first spell of the day. He's a fit man, shouldn't be that bad. All of a sudden, he starts huffing and puffing like he's about to have a heart attack. <laughs> he has to go off the field after bowling two overs into his spell, and he's just sitting there in the shade with his shirt off, checking Dream Team <laughs> <laughs> he is that obsessed with AFL fantasy. He thought, I'm not going to keep bowling anymore. I need to check what my boys are on. <laughs> I need to make some last minute trades. That's actually funny because he did that. tell me that he needed to make trades. He was going to take a player, Errol Goulden, who scored 108 yeah. off his field. And luckily he didn't. The trades didn't go through. I couldn't believe what I was saying. Goulden scored 108. Feet up, shirt off, phone in hand. That's amazing. <laughs> We're toiling away out in the field. <laughs> Wow. He so loves his fantasy sports. No wonder he's so good at this. No, he's a good man, Dion. So congrats to Dion. He's going to spend that 60 bucks bar voucher wisely. Yep. So Ansel packs for Dion, Jaden, and Miles there and some bar vouchers. Just missing out as well. Mike Thomas. Yeah. Um, he's been gutted. I've got him by less than 100 points in the end there. Yeah, so it was very close up the top. We had Renuka, the Cube, Cass Thompson. Uh, rounding out our top seven again. So, and very well done. Something very impressive as well. Mustardano's actually managed to finish ninth. Because he's pretty much retired and didn't play... I don't think he ever played any games this year. Another super coach in our midst. Now, going to our predictions that we made at the start of the season, we can uh, see how these fed now that all of the... Uh, it's all finished up. 
Uh, so our Leo winners, Wilbar picked Carl, who finished 63rd by the looks of things. <laughs> the effort for Carl, to be honest. Wasn't in a good headspace when I picked Carl, I'm not sure. <laughs> <laughs> That's a lot higher than I thought it would be, so um, didn't turn out. Probably could have been worse somehow. Um, Jaden, you picked Cade, who was worse, um, at 140th, so that was he. Didn't turn out how you wanted. No, not at all. Miles with Jason Davey at 59. Yeah. That's, that's, Look, oh, not quite the winner. No, not you've quite actually the got over the top of us, GD. Because I've picked Gav Smith, who's 54, <laughs> and that's the highest ranked player that we picked. So It's actually pretty messed up that we couldn't pick a single bloke <laughs> in the top 50. <laughs> <laughs> Might as well have picked ourselves. I would have been around Cade's mark, wouldn't I? <laughs> You'd be doing you better than him, points, actually. Yeah. yeah, 130, I reckon. Yeah, so those ones didn't fare too well, but going to our big calls, um, Carl actually mentioned that Jaden would end up in Rasika's side, which just like it's just, it's just silly. Like, yeah, we'll just move on from that one. Um, <laughs> yeah. Oh man, stupid comment. <laughs> Jaden's was surrounding the off-field setup, uh, saying that Leaderville will be a registered nightclub by the end of the season. Look, the license is coming for this Sunday. It's here for this Sunday. The last so. few nights have been massive. You boys last night was was yeah. huge after huge. the uh, semi-finals, and the week before after horse racing was a great night. So it's shaping yeah, up. That we had one day grand final night, and the the wind ups coming up. So it's good to have the um, license for the nightclub for grand final night on Sunday and for the wind up. So look forward to blasting the roof off. It is pumping. It's good to see. Um, Miles, yours was that Ashby would play a game of ones. How close did he come? Look, can't have been far off. I don't think he was, and I actually did hear Eno talking to him at a Tuesday training a couple of weeks ago, telling he was looked at and that he's firmly in the frame for next season. So I actually had a conversation with the president about this. We were actually discussing Miles' big call um, on Sunday, <laughs> and cricket IQ groundbreaking yes. groundbreaking um, <laughs> comments here Clues has said for Ashby to get into ones he needs to work on his spin which one wouldn't think being a spin bowler you need to work on his spin <laughs> wow that is amazing but so Ashby, if, if he told listening. him that at the start of the season he might have he might have got there so there you go you heard it Ashby to get into ones you need to work on your spin what's the point telling him that at the end of the season yeah. he could have been thinking about that this whole time there's a reason that Clues is a, an administrator that's not actually involved in any off-field cricket decisions. Uh, moving on to mine, which looks very specific. Um, Carl, to, <laughs> Carl to select Pachter and bat Hutchie ahead of him uh, to give him a little taste of his own medicine. I think, did they both float through the side at one point? One no. game. Pact, oh, not together, no. We didn't have Not, not together. No. Did Pachter not float up there? He played, Pachter played... The first game. Yeah. Oh, yeah, he did too. And he was batting, I think, eight. And so no, they were both around the mark, but yeah. Um, yeah, that's obviously sort of irrelevant. And Wilbur, yours did come off with myself to make my first run for leadable, yeah. uh, which came true in that round eight or so that probably game. was the most unlikely one as well. Well, <laughs> yeah. well done, Wilbur. I thought it was an outrageous call at the time, but um, yeah, Justin's yeah. come up big. No, that was... Um, that was good for everyone, I think, as well. That happened. We got got one away. Um, and our last our last prediction was the flags. So we've gone back and it's at the forty one minute mark of the November podcast. If anyone wants to go back and have a little yeah. listen, um, 
But <laughs> what did you say? Well, they want to go back and do some research on the old pods. Yeah, what well, you don't think people listen to our pods over and over again? <laughs> they obviously do. Mate, last last year's first podcast it's doubled since last year, so it just shows. Yeah, just me listening on repeat. <laughs> yeah, so we made some predictions. So Jaden, we've actually all picked D and I grade. We've all picked them. One all of them, us. So, look, we're in with a, a well, chance. Well, I grade one, a one-day flag. Yeah, but mm, true. it's not big smoke, mate. Um, Leachy thought A grade would win, so that was clearly misguided. <laughs> Bias, I think. Yeah. No, um, not really. Well, no, you've actually got to be part of the A grade side to be biased towards the A grade exactly. side. So. <laughs> um, and then Wilbur has, um, has picked. He's actually gone pretty hard. He predicted four sides were going to win flags, and we, so we probably laughed him at him at the time. But here we are with five teams in the in the big dance. He's predicted C, D, I, and H, and he was extremely confident Ross Cook would be a, a premiership captain Adamant. this year. And I remain remain confident. Remain so. Yeah, so we've all settled into the new association well. So yeah, we've all picked between two to four flags, which. Is looking around the mark. Let's see. We should predict our flags for the weekend. So <laughs> which teams we think will win. Um, so who have we got going in as favourites? Look. All four. Four. If there's four home grand finals in. Uh, Carl with D. Raj with G. Raj with G. Ross Cookie with H. with H. And Zorba with J. And then Rasika's playing away at F. So I'll start off the predictions. And I think D grade. I think all four home teams are going to win. And unfortunately, I just... Rasika's got a tough gig against that Morley side. They're a really, really good side. But I honestly think that all four teams at home are going to win. They'll definitely go in as favourites, except for maybe Cookie. Um, but, yeah, I think that all four teams at home are going to win. I reckon that... Uh, look, I think both Sri Lankan teams will win. Honestly, seeing some of the D-grade players attempt to perform under pressure, um, I just don't see any other way apart from them Absolutely melting out on the front with 300 spectators on Saturday, Sunday. Um, Asian. We're built for the big Asian J. Look, J should win. They always find a way to get it done. And H. Look, they've got some steely performers in that grade. So I'll say four, which will be F, G, H, J. Huge. Ooh, huge. Wilbur? Um, I'm going to go with... Um, I was doubting our ability to perform <laughs> on the big stage. I think he's forgetting, as I mentioned earlier, there's a documentary being made about us. That's we know true. what pressure is. We've had cameras following us around all year. Yeah, true. So I think D will win. I uh, don't think F will win. G will win. H will win. And J will win. Four. We will have four flags. Fair enough. Junior, um, with all your knowledge about the club, what do you think? <laughs> yeah, no, I do. I think Raj's sides are locked. They've um, yeah, they've just got it done all year. I can't see them slipping up now. D grade, I'm not sure on. I think it all rests on McLean a bit too much. I think True. Grand Final does McLean things to people, and uh, well, if McLean doesn't, McLean doesn't perform, then you have no one else that's averaging what over about fifteen. So, so I think that's a little bit shaky for mine. Ross's side seems pretty set. They're pretty confident. Um, so I'll go with four. Yeah, I'll go the same as Miles. Same as Miles. Yeah. Huge. Cool. And moving on, we'll finish off with our fun police and our legend of the month. So 
Should we do our legends first? Yeah, I think we should change it up and do our legends first. Yeah, I agree yeah. with that. So I'll start us off. And my legend of the month is Jack Hutchinson. As we mentioned earlier, he's really become a club cult figure. Um, he's really gotten around the club. Up, up the hutch is hashtagging worldwide. Trending. He's just... I just love having him around the social events. He's great yeah. value. So his attitude's good. Yeah, Hutchie's waiting to see grade. Stop being disrespected on the field, and he's bought the attitude off it. Yeah, Hutchie's my legend of the month. I love your work, mate, and I hope to see you at the club on Sunday for the GF night. Yes. So I'm going to go. Um, Lewis King is mine um, for two reasons. Um, number one is that obviously most people would be aware we've got. Um, the junior master cricket blaster roster. Um, everyone's going to do one Thursday night helping out with the juniors, and unfortunately, attendance isn't always great. Um, but Lewis has gone out of his way to make sure that he comes down um, every Thursday to fill a spot with uh, of someone who hasn't rocked up, um, and he also does this without actually having access to a car at the minute. Um, not not quite sure why he doesn't have a car. Um, something to do with you know drink driving laws or something but he um, he actually spends uh, lots of money on Ubers every week coming from Clarkson or up north wherever he lives um, every week um, to help out the juniors help out the club which is you know that's legend material um, and the other reason that he's getting my legend of the month is that he um, puts his body on the line for the club um, you know he probably wasn't feeling his best on Sunday um, and he went out to bat even though he physically couldn't see the ball um, doesn't matter that he only lasted two balls and made a second ball duck he still tried his best and put his body on the line for the club without any fear so it's a great attitude legend of the month uh, I'm going with podcast favourite Mike O'Day uh, obviously most would know that he went into semi-retirement this year I didn't want to commit to the season he played his three games in C grade. Wouldn't have been expecting it, but he got the call from Carl on Thursday night to come down and play D grade. And he did. He came down, he played, he really got around the team. He put in a good performance bowling and he will be a big factor for our attempt to win the grand final this week. So Mike O'Day is my legend of the month. You and Mickey could be premiership brothers. I love that. Yeah. Uh, well, hopefully that's okay. He's <laughs> <laughs> a good bloke to win a fag with Mick. And um, I'll round us out with Chris Fantoni. Haven't seen him all year, really. Legend segment. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) It was a bit of a menace the other night, actually, but um, no, it was really good to see him come down and get around the boys, get around the ladies as well. I don't actually think he left the ladies' tent. Yeah, he Um, actually tried to kick him out and he just wouldn't go. Yeah, it wouldn't budge. Um, He was quite entertaining in there, though. Um, But yeah, it was really good to see him, I think. Missed him. Miss having him around, so pretty legendary for him, him to come down. All right, right, Chris. Now we'll move on to our fun police. Uh, who wants to start us off here? Um, Miles. All right, I'll start off fun police. Um, wouldn't be a fun police segment without um, Kluge getting at least one nomination. Um, so after one day grand final, um, Kluge was just in a really weird mood and he, um, we, were, we had about 15 of us here celebrating, you know, the reason we play cricket is to win flags and we celebrate. Um, all of a sudden, he just basically kicked us out of the club without any warning, shut the whole club up, gave the keys to James and told James to take them home and not come back. 
So it was a really weird thing. In sign doing. language. <laughs> of course. National, how else do you communicate with James? Text what are you, him. You're going to call him. <laughs> so um, shout out to James, by the way. He'll be listening. But, Always. Yeah. So he, um, yeah, he basically shut up the club with no reason at all. Um, which is really random, and that's basically the definition of a Fun Police Award. So you were the last round nominee of the Ross Cook Memorial Fun Police Award. It's actually pretty funny because I've also gone Clues. <laughs> no, you haven't. I have. Uh, look, oh, Clues no. on another social event, it seems to be the case here. Me and Miles calculated the funds, the prize money of what the winner should receive of the Lady Cup, and Clues has completely disagreed with us. And Changed it by what five hundred dollars? Yeah, it was. I think it was four hundred dollars, four hundred sixty-seven dollars or something. It was. So look, Clues has tried to rip off Hutchie with the prize money. That's just fun, police. Too much mate. red wine. Too much red wine. Their brain just wasn't working. So Clues, fun, police. Sorry that it's t- twice, yeah. but Justin, it is what it is. Who have you got for fun, police? <laughs> I, I can't believe this. <laughs> I've actually got Clues as well. What? No way. I would have done someone else if I knew, boys. But, um, yeah, he, he told me I could have the stage on um, horse racing. I was looking forward to it. Um, sort of warmed up to it as the MC for the first race. Did a little welcome. All, the crowd was up and about for the first race, so I sort of took a step back, but then came to the uh, the third race of the night, and I was called upon again, um, as I thought I would be for most of the night, um, as that's what they said. But um, performed even better on the third race, I thought. Um, got him up and about. It was uh, pretty entertaining up there. Doing a little trial run for the uh, wind-up. Um, and then that was the last I saw of the microphone for <laughs> out of the seven races, we got two in. So that was a bit, uh, a bit of a letdown. But uh, the main fact was that he actually took the mic for himself for the last race. And... Um, as we, we mentioned it already, but kind of put a dampener on things and uh, just wasn't really reading the room as much as we thought he would have. But. That red wine, Just another one on horse racing night. He's uh, also decided to um, just have a crack at social member Josh Fodi. Uh, obviously, we need dice rolls for each race. Manise can't do it for every race, obviously. Damn it. And Josh has decided to step up and, you know, do the club a favour. Just have a bit of fun. Have some fun, roll the dice. And Clues has pretty much borderline abused him, saying that he doesn't deserve to roll the dice and someone else should do it. <laughs> he, said, he actually said to him, if you want to roll the dice, go around to every table and buy everyone a drink. <laughs> <laughs> and Josh had been at, at the club for about five minutes by this stage. So he's just rocked up. He's all excited. All he, he wants, wants to, to do is roll the dice. He wants to roll the dice. <laughs> he wants to drink. He wants to, he wants to get involved He wants in the to night. have a good time. And in the end, the, the final offer that Clues was putting on the table was if he puts $50 down at the bar, then he can roll the dice. <laughs> that, um, that's not even exaggerated. That, that, is, that actually happened. That's genuinely the what... The most expensive dice roll in the group of history. All right, we, we'll need to, we need to stop talking about clues. We'll wrap it up. All right, last one, we'll buck. All right, I just want to put a quick disclaimer out here for the listeners. Um, this was not planned at all. We oh, do our, no. we do our podcast preparation completely, completely no. independently. Oh, no. no discussions take place when we're planning these segments. Some people actually think there's no discussions that take place when we're planning. The which like, <laughs> complete coincidence, but uh, Ryan Ruffin. Oh no! <laughs> oh no! 
You are my fun police. Oh, oh God. <laughs> so Thursday you. night before the semi-final, <clears throat> you know, obviously there's a lot of hype around, uh, a lot of bit of nervous energy around, and what's that going to do? That's going to make people hungry, isn't it? So we finish training and all we want is, you know, something to eat. Um, Pretty much every selection night's had something to eat. Yeah. <laughs> so like you'd come here expecting so. Uh, and I know, I know. I heard from a lot of boys down the shop. Oh man, I can't wait for dinner tonight. I hope, I hope there's something good. <laughs> they haven't <laughs> eaten all day. <laughs> Skip lunch in preparation for lady, lady creep. That was literally up. all that people were talking about. So over good there. Lately as well, I, yeah. I, I haven't heard batsmen talking to each other between the nets. Saying, <laughs> <laughs> wonder what, wonder what Cully's whipping up tonight. <laughs> a few more, and then we'll go get some food. And much of the dis- <laughs> much of the disappointment of everyone. Uh, and I mean, everyone was disappointed. Uh, we've come into the club rooms and I said, Cully, oh, Cully, what are you cooking tonight? And he said, speak to Clues. <laughs> so we have spoken to Clues. We oh, well, maybe Clues is whipping up something on, in his barbecue. Maybe he's bought something from his bra. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but Clues has said... <laughs> Shit. <laughs> Oh, I'll wind it up. Because I said, no, nah, no dinner tonight. And Jaden even offered, he said, look, I'll order $5 pizza from Domino's. And Clues said, no, I'm the club's money, you're not. <laughs> <laughs> so for not feeding your players before a semi-final, Clues, you are my fun police of the month. Boy, oh boy. That is going to be a first. That's <laughs> the first time, let alone, like, four people have been on, let alone even two. What are the chances? I can't believe that. That's, wow, well, that's a... Good way to finish that one off, I reckon. We're going to do one more special little segment here before we uh, leave you for this season. And it's very exciting that I'm going to pass you over to Jaden. And we've got more news on our previously mentioned Podcast 11. The Podcast 11, we can confirm it's going to be released at the wind-up. And there will be some sort of recognition to each member who features in the Podcast 11. So this podcast is the final chance for you to feature in the Podcast 11 to be presented at the wind-up. So look, guys, everyone who listens, comment, do what you can to press your case to be featured in the Podcast 11 because it's going to be our inaugural team, which is massive. And it'll be awesome to see guys next year, you know, maybe out in Northbridge having dinner or at training wearing the Podcast 11 cap. <laughs> so... <laughs> really good you will just to confirm you will get a physical like a literal cap that you'll get to wear around and wear it with pride if you're part of the podcast 11 and if you're listening by this stage you're probably a fair shout at getting one so definitely do comment in some form because we respect that let us know your thoughts for sure so that'll probably do us for the grand final previews we're looking forward to the weekend and the finish of the season thanks for listening Yeah, I have to see Jake.